listening to the Cougar Preview Show with Hans and Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is your Cougar Preview Show. Uh, before we get to our conversation with James Empey, though, Hans, it is a win ticket Wednesday. This is your chance to win tickets. Win. It's a win ticket Wednesday. Caller number 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. And you'll win tickets right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Ah, here you go, folks. One of Rock's all-time legendary bands, Kiss, returns to Salt Lake City for their rescheduled end-of-the-row tour. KISS will bring a stellar night of entertainment playing all the classics from 1974 to now. Don't miss your chance to see these legends on stage. Tickets available at LiveNation.com. So call right now, 855-340-ZONE, and you will have a chance to uh, to win tickets to go see Rock, or to see KISS. They will, what is the song, um, and party every day. Uh, I get, got the hots for teacher. No, that is um, that's Van Halen. Okay. Got it bad, bad, bad. Hot for teacher. Okay. Um, that will be a very lively concert. Yes. It always is. Yep. And this is the last chance to see them. <laughs> that, okay. That I don't believe. <laughs> Everybody always has their final tour until a year from now. We're like, now this one's the final tour. This is going to be the last But just one. in case it is the final tour for KISS, you're going to want to get your tickets. Go to LiveNation.com. Yeah. All right. Uh, earlier in the week, we had a chance to chat with James Empey, uh, the uh, Cougar offensive lineman who's had himself a heck of a start to the season. We talked about how good it felt to get that monkey off, off his back by getting the win against the University of Utah. Oh, man, it was a Saturday. A whole lot of fun, and still stoked about it. So what did you do to celebrate the weekend? After, I mean, I guess you guys wrapped that thing up extremely late on Saturday. What do you do, just dress up, go to church on Sunday, have a little have a little Sunday dinner with Dad? How do you celebrate that on a Sunday? Yeah, I went, went to church and then just hung out with the family. Everybody was happy to be together, and it was fantastic. When you uh, – there there were a lot of things I think people were expected to see and were looking forward to seeing that BYU-Utah game, but there's one that I think took a lot of people by surprise, uh, that both BYU's offensive line and defensive line really, really controlled the trenches. Um, did you go into that game knowing that you guys would have as much success in the in the trenches as you did? Well, prepare was going to be really important to – you know, have play play physical and um, and that a lot of rely on our you know part of of getting the job done. So you know, we knew that you know we had to get it done. And how about how about our defense just coming out and playing like they did and getting a couple of takeaways early, giving us some good field position and just playing hard all game, man. I was so proud of the way those guys fought and then just the way our boys played. You know, I, I thought and. James Empey joining us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. And, James, when you uh, – in the middle of a game that's so emotional, how quickly to the, um, do the emotions of pregame and the week building up, how much does that wear off uh, in the middle of the game? I mean, is it the first hit, the first series, and you realize, okay, this is just another game, let's just get it dialed in and, uh, and let, let's do this thing? 
you know, it's probably different for everybody. For for me, it's it's as soon as you kind of step on the field for warm-ups and you're, you know, you're finally at the stadium and you finally get to get things going, that's when it just kind of is like, all right, here we go. Time to play a football game and let's get it dialed in. And, you know, each each person might have a different answer to that question, but um, uh, by the – by the time you're playing, for sure, everybody's ready to go and, and locked in. And it's uh, Saturdays are fun, man. It's every chance you get. It's a blast. You've played a lot of games for BYU. You've played a lot of games in that stadium. Where did this one rank as far as environment? You know, you got the 9-11 celebrations and and remembrance, and then you got that packed house. Where did this one rank for you in terms of games and stadium environments? Uh, it, it was definitely up there, man. And, and like you said, every, every they had everything just right from, you know, just the the event staff and all the stadium staff and all, everything that they did. The grass was great. The, you know, all the, all the pregame stuff was awesome. You know, being able to honor 9-11, um, you know, that's always fun. And just having a packed house at LaVelger Stadium again, that was, it was, you know, great environment, so fun, and then we were able to, to get a win in a, in a big game, and, you know, I thought it was just a, a blast. You know, it was, it was, it was interesting. You, you mentioned your defense. They got two early turnovers, uh, but you were only able to convert those two turnovers into three points, and I thought, uh-oh, this, this could be a problem because there's opportunities that BYU's not taking advantage of. But as the game wore on, it just felt like, you know, you were the more physical team. You were the more dominant team. Uh, you know, the whole proverbial you wanted it more just seemed to be in play. Did you get that vibe around the team all week long that this was going to be a special performance? Yeah, man. The 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 guys all week put in put in a lot of work, and uh, you know, by the time game time rolled around, we really felt like we were prepared and ready to go. And so, uh, you know, we knew it was going to be a fight, it, and it always is, you know, with with these games. So we just we were just ready for it and. And uh, ready to go four quarters, and you know we, we were able to get it done. You know, James, I went back this morning, watched a little bit of film, and I was watching some of the Utah pass rush, and it looked like they were jamming you guys and trying to sit in lanes uh, and and try to contain Jaron, almost the way they played it against Zach Wilson a few year, a couple years ago. Uh, was there uh, the defensive game plan that you saw specifically? Was there an attempt to try to corral Jaron and keep him in the pocket? Um, I think there was a little bit. I mean, if, if, anytime you have a quarterback that can that can move pretty well on his feet and get out of trouble, um, you, they have to respect that and, and keep good passing lanes. I thought those guys got uh, got in pretty good pass rushes, and I was proud of the way you know the O line handled them. And you know, it's always great to have Jaron back there when he's able to to get out of trouble and and make something happen on his feet too. So, you know, you love blocking for a guy like that because sometimes he can make up for you know your mistakes. Were you? Were you seeing quite a mix of blitz? Were you seeing quite a mix of personnel? Or was it pretty base in what you guys expected coming into this game? Yeah, I mean, Utah's, Utah's style of defense, they, they play really tough. They, they bring, you know, a, a variety of pressures. Um, but they like to just kind of do their thing and, and uh, you know, play style defense with who they have in there. You know what I mean? So, uh, But when we started the game, we, we saw a bunch of pressure. They They had some some blitzes that we saw on film but they just were kind of applying them in different ways and and keeping a variety going so we they definitely kept us on our toes and they got home a few times so you know we we have our work cut out for us every week and in, in uh preparing for those things and trying to you know give jaren and and those guys as much time as we possibly can 
You know, everybody that watches football, they love the final drive when you're down four and you have to go 75 yards and score a game-winning touchdown. But to me, the impressive drives are when, like the one you had, Utah scores a touchdown, it's a one-possession game, and you guys march right down the field, a lot of it on the ground, and you score the touchdown and and essentially put the game out of reach at that point. Um, Talk us through that that drive and what it's like when – when you're able to run the ball and you got Katoa and you got Algier and Jaron getting the mix, running the game, uh, running the ball, what's that like when you can just dominate on a big drive like that and put the game away? Oh well, that that drive at the end of the game that was awesome. I thought everybody stepped up right at the right time that we needed to. You know what I mean? Like, like you were saying, it's a one position game, and we needed to make something happen so that we could get get a little bit more distance in that lead again, and and uh, we were able to take a bunch of time off the clock, have a great drive and get down. And, you know, Jake Oldroyd, just easy field goal, pops it right in. And, you know, we were feeling good about it. And so th- those kind of drives just where, you know, you feel everything clicking right at the right time. I thought everybody did a great job at just making sure they were ready to, you know, do their job and make the play when, when we needed it. And we were able to get it done. So one thing that, Scotty and I were really excited about to get you on air every Monday after a game uh, coming out of the weekend is to kind of give you an opportunity to give BYU fans, football fans in general, a peek into a locker room on a post game, a celebration or a conversation. Because everybody who's there, you know, that thing is jam packed and everybody's having their own little post game party. But what happens in that locker room? You guys come off the field. Uh, kind of take us through. Do you sit and wait? Does Kalani come in? Like, how, who's addressed, and how does that go? And and what was said when you finally got going in the post game? Yeah, well, w- when we finally got going is is the key word there. We, uh, you know, the the fans stormed the field, and you had to wiggle your way out of that uh the big mosh pit in the middle of the field, <laughs> and you know, you get off, and I, I went, and everybody, you know, kind of had the same idea. We went and hung out with our families for a minute, and. And we're able to soak in, you know, the atmosphere and the wind with with those guys. And so I had to go find my wife and and my parents and siblings and just go hang out with them for a minute. And then once everybody got into the uh, the locker room, man, the the vibe was good. Everybody was there just waiting for, you know, everybody else to make their way back in. And yeah, it was a party. I mean, uh, as as far as who addressed us, coach addressed us. You know, talked about you know certain uh, players that had a big game. We recognized all the coordinators both um a rod and e and uh and coach lamb on special teams and and for their role and and having us prepared and then just you know had a dance party and it was a good time (laughs) (laughs) when you dance are are you dancing or are you are you just kind of letting everybody else do their thing so i was too tired to dance man so i was just kind of letting everybody else do their thing but but we got it going a little bit. We 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 got to watch E dance and A Rod dance and all those guys, and, and uh, then I think we finished with the electric slide. So that was a that was a blast. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Lyman can do that electric slide. That's that, you guys can make that one work. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know that you talk about Aaron Roderick, and and I know you know his story, and you know the, how much time he spent at the University of Utah, and then coming to BYU and 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 getting that offense cranking the way it is. Just how happy are you for a guy like that to be able to have such a big night with your offense clicking the way it was? Uh, I'm I'm so pumped for him. I I've known A Rod a really long time, and and he recruited me back when he was at Utah, and you know he. He puts his his heart into the game, and and uh, you can tell how hard he works and how much he you know cares for us. And 
and how we do. So, you know, just so happy for him, happy that uh, that we were able to perform the way we did and, and, and make things happen. And I, I really think he was locked in for this game and, and so prepared, you know, as a coordinator getting us prepared and as a play caller. And so just, just happy that, you know, he's on our side and, and happy for him. So now you have to refocus and you have to get yourself ready for a, a very difficult Arizona State game. It's another late kick. It's there at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, so you get a nice home game follow-up against another Pac-12 opponent. Have you jumped into uh, game film yet with Arizona State, or has it all just been review for Utah, and where are you at in your preparation? How do you feel about Arizona State? Yeah, so, you know, I I reviewed Utah yesterday, and obviously we'll review as a team today, Um, but I already kind of jumped on the film a little bit. I'm you know, I I like the way these guys play. They play hard. They're they're a physical team, and uh, especially I haven't watched much offense yet. But just the, on the defensive side of the ball, I think they do a lot of good things, a lot of tricky things. They play hard. They're physical. So, you know, we definitely have our work cut out for us this week as we kind of you know turn the corner and and start preparing for these guys. And you know, love love that at Lavelle Ever Stadium. Love that we'll have you know Cougar Nation back at it, and just excited to get started. You win a game like that, I mean, you're on a high and everybody's fired up and then you realize, hey, we got 10 more of these to go. I mean, we're just, we're barely getting this season started. Uh, it, does it, are you, do you worry at all about a, about a uh, you know, figurative hangover after a game like that? Or do you feel like these guys are ready to go and, and you'll put this one behind you and look forward to next week? Yeah, I, I'm confident in my teammates and I, I trust them. I trust our coaches and I, I know we'll be able to get it dialed in. Um, as as you know, we prepare and like, like I was saying earlier, we have our work cut out for us. I think this is a a really good team, and you know we'll 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 have our chance to prepare and 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 get ready to go. But you know, I trust my teammates and my coaches, and I think we'll be able to get it dialed in and and be ready to go by by Saturday. You know, James, there were a couple of performances by some wideouts that I know were banged up. You know, you watch Neil Powell come back; he had a boot on in a picture that he posted on Instagram, you know, Gunnar Romney. We all know what happened to him in that Arizona game. Puka Nakua finally getting back on the field. Were there just guys pushing through pain and, and injury, just refusing to sit out for this game? Or were most of these guys just ready to go? It felt like there were a lot of guys that kind of pushed through some misery that they were that they were going through. Yeah, man, we, we have some tough guys. And those guys that you mentioned, they, they – you know, specifically, they came out and were were ready to go regardless of of what was going on and regardless of of how they were feeling. And I was I was proud of those guys. Like like you mentioned, you know, Gunner and Neil, they came out hurt. But there's tons of guys that were, you know, playing a little banged up. We football's a tough game, man. You gotta you gotta be ready to go even if you're if you're not feeling 100. percent And you know, I'm just proud of the way our team played and especially the way those guys played, even a little banged up. That is James Empey joining us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Love being able to catch up with him every single Monday. You'll hear him on Monday after the Arizona State game, giving us a, a look into what was in the huddle, what they were seeing against Arizona State, win or lose. Yep. He'd be on with us. And that's a great thing. And that's it. All kinds of great players, all kinds of great perspective from Utah and BYU throughout the course of the season. It's been a lot of fun putting that together. These guys have been great. Uh, Mason Wake was really good last night on the big show. I thought it got some great in. Mason hasn't been used to the extent that he probably could, but 
that doesn't matter because all they've done is win. So, and I don't think Mason cares. I think Mason loves running around, hitting people, being a flare, doing all those other things. I don't think it really matters to him. He doesn't seem like he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that gets too broken hearted if he's not involved. I mean, no. you want to be, but just being out there and making plays and doing his thing. Well, he's always got a head coach in his ear as a former fullback saying, "I have one touchdown in my career." So. Calm yeah. it down, bud. So you'll you'll be okay. Yep. Uh, coming up next, by the way, it's a another edition of Over Under, a BYU Arizona State edition of Over Under. And uh, we've got all kinds of great stuff coming down the pipeline, and a chance for you to take part in it as well. So make sure to come on by, hang out with us. We're live here at Tim Daly Nissan in Murray, forty five twenty eight South State Street. You stop by. And uh, check out these models, all priced to move with 0% financing. All 14 models, 0% financing. Let's go. Come down, say hi. And remember, if you stop thigh and you, you grab some of this jazz gear, feel free. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. I mean, we limit it to one per person. We, we still got more tickets? Yep, to the uh, RV show. So stop thigh and you can get some of these RV tickets too. It's pretty simple. Let's go. It's all right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is DJ and PK. Brian Kill, former BYU linebacker. Brian, good morning. Let's go! <laughs> oh, man, what a day. What a day to be alive, my friends. What a day. What does this do for BYU football? Oh, man, this is like just getting pulled out of the gulag and put into, you know, relevance and prominence and nice, comfortable, cushy robe of inclusion pulled around us, and it's just indescribable. You know, this is what BYU fans have hoped for for 10 years now. You know, what a journey. Independence has um, been um, many things, and I don't think there's anybody who is sad to see it go. Today is a good day. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Preview Show with Hans and Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is your Cougar Preview Show right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Tomorrow we will have your Ute Preview Show from 12 to 2 and talk Utah football as they try to regroup after their loss to BYU. And did you ever have a – I mean, when, when you had one of those emotional losses – you always played Utah at the end of the year, so, and you didn't really care about bowl games that much. But was there, did you ever have that, what we call that hangover effect on a bad loss, or conversely on a big win, where you, you had a hard time focusing the next week? Not that I specifically remember, Scotty. Nothing comes to mind that I had a, a, a ton of hangover. Um, I can tell you that from year to year, every single year, the way we dealt with wins and dealt with losses was different Yeah, every single year based on who was in the locker room and who was no longer in the locker room. Or Interesting. Who, who was on the bus or who was no longer on the bus or who was in the plane and who was no longer in the plane. It changed the whole aspect of the way we celebrated, the way we mourned, the way we... 
all you know all the emotions that pour out in a in a team setting it just changed based off of what seniors were there and what, what seniors weren't there really uh-huh. hmm. sometimes got a lot better sometimes got a lot worse you know i always it's funny how i always hear people say because it's kind of fun to be part of behind the curtain on the utah state with travel uh-huh. on football i'm part of i'm on that charter flight and everybody's like oh boy that was that was a tough loss. I'm sure that, that, that plane ride was really quiet. Or that was a big win. I bet that was a crazy – it's always the same. Like, it's pretty quiet regardless just because – Everybody's exhausted. Everybody's exhausted. Everybody's tired. Everybody just been ran through the ringer. Like, there's not like any hooping and hollering or angry and yelling. I mean, it's – all that stuff happens in the locker room. And then by the time you get on the bus and the plane, everybody's just ready to just crash and be done. There's a lot of exhaustion. Sometimes the end of the year celebration is kind of fun, but for the most part, you're just so tired, and you just wish you could snap your fingers and be home. Hey, by the way, um, before we get to over under, can we can we give a bit of an update? Yeah, um, I did reference um, a former University of Idaho agricultural extension agent. His name is Richard Gerard. Yeah, and yes, there is a common practice of puncturing a cow's stomach when it is. Bloated. Bloated. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a horrible deal. Luckily, I've never actually seen the puncture. I was just traumatized by my grandma running out to a cow with a butcher knife thinking she's going to ram it into its stomach. Lloyd, this happened while you were gone, by Yeah, the way. I, I heard this on my way actually over here. Yeah. I did hear this, and I was just horrified. Yeah, it's a and, – and, but I was even surprised because Richard said – not only did it used to happen, it still happens. That's still what they'll do because a, a, a bloating cow can die pretty quickly. And See, he I, mentioned, I, I heard this story, and then all I thought, I, I visualized hands then taking a drink of milk and said, yep, this cow's been in an onion patch. <laughs> <laughs> you see that little guy right there? That's nipple number five. It shouldn't be there. You know, the problem is that, in high school, I competed in this. Did you? Yeah. It's called a... Yeah, we've, F- we've seen the newspaper clippings. It's me. FFA. It's a foods competition. And yes, that's that's a real thing. It's That is one of the best parts of Napoleon. I know. But Richard did confirm that it still is one of the ways you deal with a bloating cow today yeah. because it'll kill him. In fact, he lost five cows. He did tell that story. I don't remember that. He's like, well, Scott probably remembers. I'm like, I don't know. You were the that. student body president of that uh, organization, weren't you? Uh, student, no. Of the FFA? I was the FFA president my yeah, senior no, year. We yeah, knew, we knew that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you, you gave the president a potato. No, that was a, that was when I was in junior high. <laughs> that was even a different time. <laughs> you didn't give the president a potato? Well, I didn't meet the, I only met the president once. I hate both of you right now. How many people can even say that? <laughs> I met the president once. Oh, <laughs> man. And gave him a potato. Gave him a potato. Have a yep. potato, Mr. President. I've r- got the speech. Do you want me to read part? No, 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 no. No, no we don't. We've we got to get to over. You under. sure? Lloyd, do better. You're supposed to keep us on track. All right. Well, All right you we ready? Get time. We'll do it. No, we don't have any time for that. Okay. The tough exterior. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the eye is representative. The all see The all see It's like Sauron. Yeah. Uh, the meaty interior. 
See, now I don't even remember what the heck you're. Oh, you're, I've got uh, it. No, 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 I've got no, it. No, no, we're good. Oh. We don't need to do this. Okay. Hold on, give me just a second. No, we got to get to over under. People, uh, people, people want, want to. Oh, no, people want to hear the speech. You they read. don't want a speech. The tough brown, okay, yet stop, stop sensitive it. outer covering resembles the strength and determination of Idahoans to protect themselves, their families, and their homes, and overcome the challenges of a changing world. That's a pretty good line, actually. The many eyes on the potato represent the all-seeing all ability, ability yep, of yeah. the people of this state to sense yep. the need of continual growth. The heart of the potato is what has made Idaho famous. Is recognized in many diversified forms throughout the world for its unique goodness. Hey, you got to admit, that's not bad for a 14-year-old. It's a fantastic piece, man. And you weren't 14. You were 13. Oh, was I 13? I really didn't think you had that thing locked and loaded. Wow. Look. You just have that on the dock? 13. 13. Yeah, okay. I thought it was 14. Even better. That's not bad for a 13-year-old. No. Mom wrote a hell of a speech. (laughs) Stop saying that. You wrote this, and I know you did. It was phenomenal, and you and you handed the potato to the president I did of the United it. States while reading this speech. Well, oh, no, no, they didn't. I didn't get to read the the speech to him. I just they said, "Here's this little schmuck here. <laughs> He's got something." Best. And then you <laughs> whispered in his ear, "Hey, if you're oh. around around six, the trendsetters are going to be performing. <laughs> Stage two. Stage two. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're done here. You ready for some of these lines? Yep, I'm ready. All right. Uh, let's go. Jaron Hall passing uh, against this Arizona State defense, 239.5. Under. Under? Mm-hmm. All right. Lloyd, where are you going? Yeah, give me the under. All right. I will take the over. BYU total rushing yards in this game, 189.5. Over. Hands is going over. Lloyd? Over. Okay. I will take the under on that. Um, so far, there have been 12 BYU players that have brought in receptions this year, including Jaron Hall on a pass back to the quarterback. Yeah. So total players with receptions in this game against Arizona State, 8.5. Under. Lloyd? Nah, you go first on this one. Uh, I'll go under on that as well. Uh, give me the over. Okay. You like that, huh? You you think that ball's going everywhere, Lloyd? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Did you know BYU has yet to commit a turnover this season? Zero turnovers. Zero against Arizona. Zero against uh, University of Utah. I will set the turnover line at .5 against Arizona State. Over. Yeah, I think this is probably an easy one. Eventually, they're going to turn it over. Should I set it at 1.5? Nope. No, well, because then we'll all take under, right? Let's see. Would anybody take the over on one point five? The under on one. The 5? over, I mean, on one point five. Uh, Lloyd, would you? I think they're going to have one turnover. I know they will have one, but will they? That's that's I'm having a hard time setting the line on this one. It's point five. I I'll just, tell you what, you decide what you're going to go with, and I'll make my decision. Hey, you know, I actually I'll take the clean slate. I'll go under on that. All right. If you guys are both going over, I feel like that's one area where. All right. I, I can I can pick up a win. I'll take over. Lloyd, are you going over give on the, the point over. five? Yeah, All give right. me the over. Uh, BYU, another key to their success. And remember in the fourth quarter when they needed when Utah was trying to get BYU off the field, 
third down conversion, third down conversion, third oh, down yeah. conversion. BYU right now is converting 49% on third down. Where would that put them in the country? Is that, um, I is can that, tell you. Is that kind of a higher? Uh, I, yeah, that's going to be right up there. I bet it's top 15 in the country. Now, granted, it's only after two games, so that might be a bit skewed. Yeah, because yeah, but at the end of the year, it would be that number would be extremely high. Yeah, BYU right now is thirty six in the country. Coastal Carolina is converting seventy three percent on third down. Um, but if they hold it, let, let's just look at uh, let's look at a normal year in two thousand nineteen. Number one in the country was fifty five. So if they held at forty nine, they'd be a top five or six team in the country. Okay. It's a really good percentage. All right, so and they're playing a good, against good opponents. the uh, the The teams that would be above them right now in the top thirty probably haven't seen the the level of defense that BYU's seen. So I'm setting uh, their third down conversion at uh, percentage at forty four point five. Ooh, that's a good line. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really I'll, good one. Lloyd, I'll, why don't you go I'll, first? Actually, uh, I'll start. I'll, okay. go, I'll go under. I think it'll end up being slightly under, but I'll go under. Yeah. Uh, give me the under on that. Okay. I think it's going to be three unders there, boys. Okay. Oh. That's just they, – can, they can't keep up that – that's a high percentage. That is. Of third down conversions. I think they're good, but I don't think they're quite that good. Like, I think it'll come down a little bit. Arizona State rushing yards in this game. They're averaging about 240 yards on the ground. I'm going to put it at 199.5. Of what? Arizona State rushing yards. Again, averaging over. about 240. Hands is going over. You put it at, at 199.5. I will go under. Yeah, Arizona State... Or Utah, BYU is going to do everything they can to to limit it. I just but you think they're going to? I think they'll get to that number. I think they'll get two hundred and ten. Okay, give me the over. All right. Uh, Jaden Daniels averaging about eighty two point five yards rushing on the season. However, he had one hundred and twenty against UNLV, forty against uh, um, against uh, Southern Utah. So I'm just going to put it kind of in the middle there, about forty four point five. I will go under. Okay. I will go over. Well, you and me are almost opposite on every one. Lloyd. And I will go over because I think uh, he's going to need to rush a little bit to get him over 199. Jaden Daniels. Hey, yeah. I'll throw on a caveat here. Yeah. If Jaden Daniels has 70 yards rushing. If he has 70 yards rushing, Arizona State comes out of this thing with a win. Okay. All right. Just throw that note in there. Wrote that down. Uh, also, Jaden Daniels can, uh, connecting on 75% of his passes so far this year. So, Jaden Daniels, completion percentage. Not a, and not a high number of, of attempts either. Um, no. It's a pretty low number of attempts. So because he was off the field in three quarters against Southern Utah, they, they they ran a ton against Southern Utah. He's had let's see, he's thirty of forty-one passing. Yeah, so forty-one attempts. Um, I'm going to put his completion percentage at sixty-nine point five. You going over or under? Under. Okay. 
Lloyd? Mm, just over by a skosh. Okay. What did you set his? He's about, he's at 75. What did you say? Oh, actually, he's at 74. Sorry. What did you sit his completion at? 69.5. Under. Uh, I will take the under as well. All right. And finally, BYU points scored in this game 23.5. BYU's 23.5. Over. All right. Lloyd? I'm not to say over. Okay. Um,. Crap, I'll take the over as well. Shoot. All right. Final on this one. Should we go to break and do the final score next? Or? Let's do. Okay. Think about your final score. Lloyd, think I've about yours it. as well. And uh, who's going to win this game? And we'll wrap this thing up when we come back because we're live here at Tim Daly Nissan in Murray. Come by and grab some gear. Uh, jazz getting set for the season. We've got a bunch of jazz gear available for you. Come by and say hi. It's all right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. After a disappointing loss in the Holy War, the Utes look to rebound as they hit the road to square off against an old Mountain West Conference rival in San Diego State. Catch the Ute pregame show Saturday at 4 with a postgame show immediately following the game on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Ute football. You ready? Yeah! Than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Preview Show with Hans and Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is your Cougar Preview Show, final segment of the show, and time to um, give you our final thoughts as to how this game is going to play out. Uh, let's see. Who wants to go first? Final prediction. What are you going with? Oh, man. I'm going 28-20 BYU. Ooh. Uh, I am going. What was the over-under on, on BYU points? Uh, 23.5. Yeah. yeah. 20. You know what? Give me. I'm going 28.5 to 0. What are you doing? <laughs> joking around. One dollar. <laughs> One dollar. One dollar. <laughs> One dollar, Bob. Uh, uh, Lloyd, what are you? Where are you going on this? Uh, one? It's actually very close to where I was going. Uh, Twenty-nine, twenty-four. Ooh. ASU. Oh. Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine, twenty-four. Twenty-nine, twenty-four. And he's going to Arizona State. How yep. are you going? Twenty-nine. He'll get there. Trust me. I like out of the box. Um, Miss point safety. I am going. Um, I'm going twenty eight. Actually, no, that's too what, close. What to game? Look. What game was it? We saw two safeties in the first half. Was that a Utah State game? Uh, Utah State had the safety. It was like five eleven to 
or no, it was like nine to five. Or it was a weird yeah, score. Yeah, weird score. Six to five at halftime was a. I'm gonna go uh, BYU twenty four seventeen. Lower scoring. I want to take Arizona State. I just, I don't know. Um, what what makes you think that? I don't. I just. I I feel like I do feel like there's a bit of a little bit crossover. of crossover. Yeah, I think there was a lot of juice for that Utah game, and I'm wondering what's left in the tank. In fact, you know what? I'm gonna go. That's too close. Uh, I'll go 28-20. No, I'm going to stick with it. BYU 24-17. You are going BYU? Yeah, I'm going to go BYU. Uh, I reserve the right by the end of the day to change this. Everybody would see. I mean, everybody could understand why. Uh, You don't want to take the heat on air. Okay, I get it. No, No, I'll go on air tomorrow. If I change it, I'll I'll, get two more days of the show. You'll go on air. But, Lloyd, like your prediction, look, I understand what you're talking about. Outside of the twenty nine. What's wrong with the 29? Had BYU scored, hit, kicked a field goal, they would have been 29. They scored 26. It is a unique score. If he hits this 29-24, if he hits it, then we're going to have to make a song. I'll be a Raiders fan for life. No, I'm not making (laughs) that. I've already got it it marked. He's got it. (laughs) Too late. (laughs) (laughs) You watch, because he'll play that. Justin Fields is on the board at nine, and Denver goes a different direction and goes defense. Lloyd. Come on over to the Raiders, my man. Let's go. Oh, let it happen. Oh, let it happen. I'll do whatever. I'll do anything. <laughs> Gosh, you, Please. you have to combine those two. So, uh, Lloyd, I, I totally get your prediction. I, I would understand anybody's prediction thinking Arizona State wins this game. But right now I'm thinking BYU's got two special coordinators that have a good understanding of their, their roster and a good understanding of their opponent. It might be a crossover, though. They were very familiar with Utah. They were a step ahead of Utah. Guys balled out because, like you just mentioned, they had them geared up and ready. But this one's at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. They should be geared up and ready again. And 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 until I see them lose to a Pac-12 team, I've got to imagine they could do it again. And I easily could be completely wrong. I told you that earlier in the week that I thought, I was like, God, didn't, it didn't seem like – like BYU had to exert as much energy because it seemed like Utah was was had 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 no energy, so it didn't feel like BYU had to exert as much. So maybe they don't have maybe they have plenty of energy, plenty left in the tank. They might. I could be completely wrong. Chances are I am because I stink at predictions. All right, wrapping up another edition of the show. Big thanks to uh, Tim Daly, Nissan, and Murray for letting us hang out here today. A lot of fun. Great. Uh, great uh, a lot of great listeners coming by and hanging out with us too uh hopefully you got some jazz gear hopefully you took advantage of these models price to move with zero percent financing on up to 14 different models including the titan uh the now rebuilt redesigned from the ground up pathfinder that's brand new uh the frontier which uh, they're taking pre-orders on that thing that's rebuilt as well so you want to come by and check that out it's all right here at tim daly nissan in murray 4528 south state street this is 97.5 1280 the zone